Did y'all keep warm today? Because, uh, I don't know if you noticed or not, but, uh, it was cold out there. It was cold out there, but friends, it is warm in here. It is warm in here with my love. It is warm in here with the singing hum of my CPU fan. The only thing that's not actually warm in here is the air temperature, which admittedly is kind of cold. We've discussed this before. This room is not properly insulated. Anyway, listen to my friend Rob Curry and we'll talk. Indeed, as always, Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers, our theme link, Ray Gunn. What a track. What a banger. Oh, so good to be back. Hey, friends, look, two weeks in a row. You know, I don't like to brag or anything, but I did it. I did it. Now, I just noticed the dot on my forehead. I think that's actually just a liver spot because I get a lot of sun. I do wear sunscreen every day, even in the winter, even when it's cloudy. Any exposed skin. At least SPF 30, but more often 50. It's important, friends. Take care of yourselves. Hey, what was I going to say? I was going to say that this is going to look like I was ill-prepared, but in fact, I got off work a little early today, which is weird on a Monday, but there it was. I thought about stopping on my way home and grabbing a beer, but I'd kind of made this plan and I kind of liked it, and so I'm kind of sticking with it. And that is this. The night, the tonight, Tonight, the drink of choice is not a beer, but it is a fermented beverage. It is not a wine, but it's a fermented beverage. What have we got here? Well, looky, looky, looky what this is. Let's get it up here. Kids at home, I'm sorry. I cannot do a pour because I already poured it. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm holding up a, uh, uh, a shaker style glass. It's a anchor steam shaker uh, style glass. Rest in peace. Um, filled with a mostly transparent, maybe just a little hazy, pink, fizzy-looking liquid. And there's a uh, delightful black and white straw in it, because I like black and white straws. I don't know. Uh, what am I drinking tonight? You know what we call this up in this place at our house? We call it soda bouche. Or soda bouche is actually probably how it should be pronounced. It's just half soda water and half kombucha, you know? Hey, look, there's my wife just joined in. She makes the kombucha. We're going to be talking about you tonight, babe. You watch out. Yes, indeed, tonight's beverage of choice, as noted, soda booch. This is, um, we make two flavors of kombucha in this here household. Uh, flavor number one, red. Flavor number two, yellow. As you can see, if you're watching the video, this is number two. No, wait, one. What did I say red was? It's the red one. It's not the yellow one. What's in the red kombucha we make? And by we, I definitely mean Erica. I sometimes boil the kettle for her. Uh, well, I believe it's black tea and blueberries and maybe some other things that cast a bit of a reddy, purpley hue to the beverage, I think. And uh, the yellow one? is uh, green tea and uh, often pineapple, maybe some ginger, maybe some lemon, maybe some lime, maybe something. Oh, mango. Sometimes mango goes in there, I think. 
Yeah, it's a good one too. They're both really good. Now, my delightful wife makes these here at uh, at the Sh Schreier Residence, Casa del Schreier, as I think they call it on the social medias. And uh, we actually we drink uh, the the kombucha there uh, every morning, pretty much, or almost every morning. Sometimes on the weekend, we'll have orange juice. But uh, Monday to Friday, oh yeah, and and, and there's many reasons, and I'm going to tell you all about it. But I'm going to drink this first, just as if it was a beer. Now, I said uh, in one of the titles that I just wrote somewhere on one of these here devices, a nearly non-alcoholic beverage. Does this have alcohol in it? Probably. Does it have much alcohol in it? Not at all. Like, I think it's at the level where you could sell it in a store and it wouldn't count as alcohol. So I think we're OK. Also, we don't know because we don't test it. Erica makes it in jars in the cupboard. That's what happens. And then it becomes kombucha. It's magic. She's a witch. Mm. Now, as noted, this one is about half soda water, half kombucha. So it's a very delicately flavored uh, kombucha. There is a nicely, just not quite sour, but tart kind of bite to it. Mm. It's a little bit tannic. Now, that could be both from the tea, but also from the, uh, the blueberry skins. Oh, and there is a nice berry note to it. And it's quite sweet. Some folks... Um, some folks want their their kombucha to be real acidic, real sour. I don't like my kombucha that way. It gets back sweetened just to make sure. Um, this is really good. I just want to have another sip before we talk about kombucha. Mmm. What would you eat with this? Anything you want. It's like a soda when it's got the soda in it. In the morning when it doesn't, it's a bit... Uh, bolder in flavor and less carbonated which is to say unless it's the day we open the jug it's not really carbonated at all that first day though it's carbonated like soda it just loses its carbonation pretty quickly uh well i mean i eat a uh, bagel with it in the mornings sometimes with nutella sometimes with peanut butter sometimes we do vegan scrambles that's nice sometimes i make eggs that works too i mainly have this with breakfast but when we have it as soda booch like this at night often Maybe some chips. You know, it's it's a utilitarian beverage. It's real, real nice. It's also pretty good for you. Mm. Why is it good for you, you might be asking? Good question, friends. And I'm here to tell you why. Because kombucha has live bacteria in it. Uh, and actually yeast, for that matter, too. It is rife with microorganisms which you then put in your body. And that helps your gut, your intestines. Your intestines also have yeast and bacteria and stuff in them. It's known as your microbiome, and it's in your belly. It's actually in, in below your belly. If you think of your belly as your stomach, like the thing where the food lands when you swallow it, I don't think there's much bacteria in there. That's full of acid. But further down the system, bacteria, it's there. That's why you're not supposed to eat your poop, because it's got stuff in it that you shouldn't put in your belly. It should be further down the system. If that stuff gets in your belly. You got a problem. You get sick. <clears throat> Pardon me. Still got a bit of a <clears throat> thing in my lungs. It takes forever for my lungs to clear. I think it's because I was a pretty sick kid. What was I saying? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, bacteria. You know what I learned on a podcast? I know. I mean, I heard this from somebody who sounded reputable. I certainly haven't done the research to verify whether or not this is true, but this is what I learned. Now, I thought the reason why consuming 
live bacteria. So like kombucha or properly made sauerkraut, not like wine sauerkraut, but like fermented sauerkraut or like fermented pickles or kimchi, that sort of thing. I thought the reason why eating that stuff was good for your gut microbiome was because it like helped populate it with uh, with all the stuff that's in it, that it gets down into your into your belly there and then uh, and then and then it populates it. But remember what I said? If if a lot of that bacteria from your gut gets into your stomach, you're kind of in trouble. So that doesn't make sense, because if that were the case, then what you would be consuming, the pickles and the sauerkraut and the kimchi and the kombucha and, and the kefir, that's a good one, yogurt too. All these have live bacteria in them. That would make you sick. Now, it doesn't, or at least it shouldn't. If it's making you sick, you've probably done something wrong. The reason why those bacteria help your gut microbiome is because some of them might also be present in your gut. And in that case, you do help keep the population up to up to standard. And like if uh, if, if you've had to take a bunch of antibiotics, for instance, that can wreak havoc on that, that microbiome because they're biotics and the drug you're taking is an antibiotic. See the problem here? But your body will tend to repopulate it on it on its own. It might just take a little while. Um, Sorry, my computer's having a real heck of a day here. I'm getting really distracted. Yeah, I want to exit without installing. It made me reboot before we started because I wanted to install. Ah, gosh, I hate computers some days. Anyway, back to your gut microbiome. So some of the bacterias and stuff in, in live fermented food might theoretically help repopulate your gut if, uh, if it was like a little low on some of them. But actually, the main reason why they're good for your gut microbiome is it's like lifting weights. Your body identifies those bacteria and yeasts when they get down in there and go, uh-uh, they aren't supposed to be here. And your gut microbiome swings into action and it kills them all. It kills them all. But in doing so, they've really got to flex their little bacterial muscles and it helps them build their little bacterial muscles. Now, I'm aware if you know anything about biology, you know that bacteria do not have muscles. It's a figure of speech, but the analogy works. That's apparently why uh, uh, live bacterial foods and drinks are, are so good for your belly. It makes it work harder to keep those bacteria at bay. It's not you're populating it, or maybe a little bit, but the main thing is it's making your body have to kill all that stuff, and, and that's good. It's like you know when you were a kid and people would be like, oh, let the kids eat dirt. That's literally what we're doing here. You're introducing stuff into your body that your body goes, hey, 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 hey. Tell your story walking there, bacteria. We don't need any of you. Get out of here. That's what they're saying. That's what this is right here. Soda booch. Mm. Delicious. You want to know how you make this? I don't know. My wife's a witch. She makes it in a cauldron. It's weird. There's like chants, smelly fires. It's, I... Phew. No, that's actually not what happens at all. Uh, what you do is, uh, first of all, you find a recipe on the internet. And uh, ideally one that's like, seems popular, because there are some crazy people out there. But I think the gist of this uh, process is, you basically make like tea with some fruits in it, and you let that steep for a while. Like, I think she steeps it till it's cold. I think there's some sugar in there. And then she also makes a little simple syrup on the side. And I think that's for back sweetening, but I could be wrong here. I didn't go to Hogwarts. I'm sorry. 
once that's cooled down, you pour it into a jar with uh, a SCOBY, which we're going to get back to, don't worry, and a bit of existing kombucha. And then that just sits in the jar, which you loosely cover. Don't seal it or the jar is going to explode. Just lightly cover it. I think she uses like uh, waxed canvas or something. Again, which and uh, and then it ferments for, I don't know, some number of days. We seem to have a rhythm going in our house that works for her. We consume the right amount that the production schedule doesn't get thrown off. It's good. Uh, then once it's done that bit, you take it and you pour it into a bigger jug. In this case, they're plastic. They're old juice jugs that we just reuse. And you uh, top it up with water and sugar. That's the back sweetening. And then this one you do cap and then you leave that for a couple of days and it carbonates and then it's done. It's ready to be drank. You put it in the fridge, you drink it at breakfast. It's good for you. Everyone's happy. Everyone wins. Obviously, you leave a little bit of that kombucha in the jar behind for the new batch coming in. So it kind of figures out it's like the old guys there to be like, oh, let me show you what you need to do here. What you need to do is let this here SCOBY eat all the sugar in here. The SCOBY. That's like the yeast or the starter or the... Uh, the, the grains, if you've ever made kefir, for instance, and grains is actually probably the closest to what SCOBY is because kefir grains and SCOBY have this in common. They are a colony of both bacteria and yeast, and it will be a very specific mix of bacteria and yeast. Oh, and like sourdough starter, same deal. If you make bread with like an envelope of Fleischmann's dry active yeast, that's great. It's going to work. The only thing in there is that very specific strain of baker's yeast. Same when you make beer. If you make a beer and you use like Cali Ale yeast, right? Zero, zero, 001. That's great. But the only thing in there and, and like they've gone to great lengths to make sure that the only microorganism in that packet is that specific type of yeast. You don't want anything else in there because it could go crazy. SCOBY is going crazy. It's this um, sort of, it looks sort of like they've cut it out of part of your body because it might have been cancerous, uh, but then it wasn't, it was okay, so then they threw it in a jar and made um, a drink with it. It's this weird, slimy disc, and it's a disc because it, it, it forms on the surface of the liquid, and the liquid's in a round container. If we made our, our kombucha in a square container, it wouldn't be a disc, it would be a square. But it's this like skin, basically slimy, colored roughly the color of the kombucha. And it's a mix of various bacteria and yeast. And uh, you can get these. You can buy them online. You can buy them from um, Escarpment. Escarpment sells scobies, which is pretty cool. You can ask a friend like me who has kombucha being made by his delightfully witchy wife in the cupboard. And we'll just give you one because they grow new ones and then you don't know what to do with them. And there are some weird people who eat them, but there are people who eat the placenta after they give birth to their babies. So like there's no accounting for taste. What we do, I don't even know. We kept them for a while. I gave like one or two away at some point. I don't know what she's doing with them. Maybe she's making potions. Couldn't tell you. Not, that's not my business. I just drink the kombucha and feel real good about it. Like I'm doing right now. Mm. Can you buy kombucha? Yeah, sure you can. Stuff's everywhere. Some of it is more like soda pop. It's been, um, what's the word? Pasteurized. So all of the good bacteria and all that stuff, it's dead. It tastes nice. It's fizzy, 
but it's everything's dead. You can also buy um, real ones that haven't uh, been been pasteurized, especially if you go to like hippie shops like the Big Carrot. They sell a lot of that stuff. And uh, those ones, you got to be careful, though, because sometimes there will actually be a bit of scoby that's that's uh, formed and it's floating around in there. And you get this little booger of yeast and bacteria. But yeah, no, thank you. I, by the way, I pour my uh, kombucha through a strainer because I don't want those mucusy jizzy bits of I don't know what floating around in my drink. No, thank you. I'm happy with my drink just being one consistency of liquid. And that consistency, by the way, is liquid. It's not booger. Just saying. Uh, what a weird episode, eh? Who knew that this is where that was going to go? Mm. But that's what we're drinking tonight. This is a soda booch. Everything made here, by the way, because we have a soda stream. Soda streams aren't great for making long-term soda, but they're great for making immediate soda. If you need soda right now, man, a soda stream is great for that. You make it, you got soda water. 20 minutes later, you have water. But in the interim, you do have soda water. It's pretty good. Much more cost-effective than buying it, I'll tell you that for free. <coughs> do you know water just comes out of your tap and you only have to pay for it like three times a year, I think, and it's pretty pretty affordable at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, that's what we're drinking. We're drinking kombucha mixed with soda water, and you too can make your own kombucha. You just have to... I think it's like year two at Hogwarts where they teach you how to make kombucha. My wife, it looks like she's still watching. Man, she's hating all these witch jokes. Ah, but I love her so. Uh, what else do we got going on? I wasn't even sure if I was going to do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm kind of tired of dancing around something. And uh, so I need a sip of kombucha and then uh, we'll come back to, to this. Hmm. That's good. Now, I kind of have like a, I don't know, a bit of a personal rule, especially in the context of like the podcast or when I used to host events and stuff like that. <clears throat> there was a brewery who uh, I didn't particularly like for a host of reasons. I just typically wouldn't give them any exposure. I, I wouldn't talk about them. People asked me, I would kind of, hey, well, you know, and then change the subject. And, you know, there's there's a number of breweries. There are still a number of breweries, by the way, who fit into this category. But there's one that's, like, extra special. And it's funny because I didn't used to talk about it with people because I thought they made genuinely not very good beer. And by that, I don't mean... Um, subjectively bad like oh I don't particularly like that style or I don't like their interpretation of that style it was I understand exactly what they're trying to do here and they they've messed up and they're selling us beer that's objectively just bad there are off flavors there's packaging problems there's just bad recipe development problems it's just not good beer and I know some people who used to rave about them, and I'm not going to point any fingers because I like it when people try and be positive and like, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats and all that kind of garbage. Anyway, I um, I'm trying to think if I've ever had a beer because I would get given them at festivals and like sales reps would give them to me and stuff like that. I don't think I ever had one that was anything better than not great. And I had a couple that were like. I mean, undrinkable, both because I didn't want to and also because like you would open them and they would just gush. They were just total bottle bombs, uh, which was surprising 
It was surprising the first time because you don't expect that from, um, you know, like a production brewery. Uh, and it was surprising like the fourth time because there had been so much time that had elapsed between the first time it happened and the fourth time. You would have thought they would have caught on that they're making garbage beer. Um, and maybe they had, but they didn't know how to not make garbage beer. And so they just kept selling it anyway. And to be fair, people kept buying it. So hmm, what are you going to do? Anyway, I never really smack talk that brewery publicly. I mean, if you know me well, I've probably trash talked them as between friends. Uh, or, or if you've asked me, I would have said no, under no circumstances should you purchase that beer unless you potentially want to get sick and or have beer gush all over you um, or just have a beer that just does not taste good. Anyway, um, I haven't named them yet because this is called Building Tension. Um, now, I did notice um, on, uh, I can't remember if it was Ben Johnson shared it or his uh, podcast page shared it, but this same brewery is now hosting a celebration party commemorating uh, the trucker convoy. So, yeah, I'm happy to say Innocente Brewery, you guys suck like bad. Your beer is garbage. Your politics amazingly are worse. Like that takes some doing. Um, so go get them, guys. Hey, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you think going to a trucker, trucker convoy anniversary party is going to be fun and interesting in a non-ironic way, um, first of all, go ahead and stop listening because I just don't even like I get nothing out of this. And the thought that. Mm, you'd be here is just would drag me down. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you're a trucker convoy person, you're on the wrong podcast. Uh, and furthermore, if, Oh man, I don't even know how to deal with this. I guess it takes all sorts. And so it's, I guess it's good that there's a brewery for the type of person who supported the trucker convoy. Like, I guess they deserve a craft brewery. And to be fair, Innocente is the craft brewery that they deserve. So it actually works out perfect. What am I complaining for? Actually, the world is just... All the planets have aligned perfectly on that one. It's beautiful. Um, don't buy their beer. I do, not even for political reasons. Just from pure quality reasons. But also for political reasons. Just don't. It's terrible. On multiple fronts. So there's an event not to go to. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any events to go to off the top of my head. Oh, um, I think Muddy York's farewell party is coming up soon, but I don't know the date. I would like to go to that if uh, my schedule allows and if I can convince myself to leave the house. Because, man, I tell you, once I get here, it's pretty comfy. And I got soda booch, so why would I need to go anywhere? Mm. Uh, other event to be aware of, Six Nations is coming, guys. Kickoff is in, I think, three weeks. Uh, that's exciting. I'm not going to bore you with any preview uh, tonight. On the other hand, I'll probably excite you with preview next week. So you've got that to look forward to. Wait a minute. Next week, next week, next week. No, I think next week's fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, I'll probably be back next week. Hey, next week I probably will be drinking beer. Oh, I didn't even get to this. Hmm. This is why I thought about doing this kombucha, and we didn't even talk about this. Again, I wrote it in one of the bloody descriptions. I'm not doing dry January. More like dry January, am I right? It's not as funny a joke when there's nobody actively engaging and laughing in it. Like, it's a pretty good joke, but also I really like dry gin, so it's a win-win. 
I'm not doing dry January. Um, <laughs> not doing dry January, but I didn't drink very much this weekend. And that was, I mean, it was intentional. It's not like I planned it out. I just intentionally decided in moments when I thought maybe I should buy myself some beer. I thought, no, nah, I don't really need to. I think coming out of the holiday season when I'd been drinking, not like a lot in a problematic way, but just like, I mean, get some eggnog, put some rum in it. You want a dark and stormy? You're darn right I want a dark and stormy. We're having wine with dinner? Sounds great. I got a fridge full of beer? Well, tuck in. I also typically, when I'm on holiday like that, uh, don't do my Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no alcohol. And um, I mean, that can be fine, and it can also kind of wear me down. And uh, I think on like Thursday, or this past Thursday, and I hadn't had anything to drink, by the way, on Thursday. I was just thinking, I was like, oh... There's a couple of beers in the fridge that might hold me for the weekend. And by a couple, I mean four. Four, by the way, would typically not hold me for a Friday night. Uh, you know, I, I like to have a couple of beers after work. And I like to have some beer with dinner. And I like to have some beers after dinner. And all of a sudden, it's like five or six beers. And that's fine. You know, I keep hydrated and stuff. But uh, yeah, and I just went, eh, no, I think I'll just have those four for the weekend. I did drink three of them on Friday and then one of them on Saturday. And I don't. No, I didn't have any beers on Sunday. We did have, um, we got some rye kicking around, so I had an old-fashioned here and there. I just, I just geared down a bit. I just felt like I needed a bit of a break. And tonight, I mean, I didn't necessarily feel like I needed a break, but I decided actively not to go out and buy a beer for the show and just to have some soda booch instead. I think I'm going to have a, actually, I am going to have a drink. I'm going to have a dark and stormy. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. But anyway... My point is this. I'm not doing dry January, and there's nothing wrong with dry January, by the way. I actually do genuinely endorse, not even just with alcohol, but with, with many things. It's not a bad idea to take breaks from things sometimes. Um, just let your your brain mostly reset. Um, and also, i got to be honest with you, with things that have a tendency to be a bit more problematic, like perhaps alcohol or drugs or other vices, um, gambling maybe, if you can't stop for a month, and I mean like can't stop for a month, um, you know, that that could indicate that maybe you need to stop for longer than a month or you, maybe you don't need to stop, but you need to change your relationship. And so it can be a good opportunity for, for a little check-in, a little, little self-check. <laughs> also, dry January probably saves you money. Don't know because I haven't done it, but I could probably do the math in, off the top of my head, kind of back of an envelope math. Uh... <laughs> So I think that's good. And if and if you are doing dry January, good on you. I know Ben Johnson mentioned, uh, I saw actually in a title, maybe on one of his podcasts, I like damp January. Like, yeah, I'm not dry. I'm just gearing back a little. That works too. If you are looking for a more or less non-alcoholic uh, beverage, soda booch right here. My wife makes it. You can make it too. All joking aside, you don't have to be a witch. It just helps. Uh, find yourself a recipe online. Hey, again, if you want to buy it, you can buy it, but you don't have to. You can make it. It's, 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 despite everything else I've said, it's not magic. <laughs> it's just a process. And you can do it. And you should. It's really good for you. And, and get more live bacteria in your body. You know, I had a sandwich today. I had a, a, a fermented pickle on it. That helps. You know, if I have a hot dog or a sausage, put some sauerkraut on there. That helps. 
You know, um, sourdough bread doesn't count, by the way. If you eat the starter, that's a live culture. When you bake it, it's all dead. It's deliciously dead, but it doesn't do you any help. I mean, the fiber helps, but not with bacteria. So don't don't count that one. That one doesn't go. Oh, and yogurt. I keep forgetting yogurt and kefir and like quark. If you're Scandinavian and you know what that is and how to use it, it's like in the dairy family, I think, like kefir, but different. <clears throat> we used to make kefir, and I would use it in smoothies. But now that I try and be vegan three days a week, not so ideal. Same with the yogurt. I love Greek yogurt, but it doesn't work three days of the week. So anyway, eat more live uh, bacterial cultures. When possible, make them yourself. Uh, don't uh, support Innocente Brewery. And um, that's it. I'll be back next week, almost certainly. Barring me not coming back. In which case, maybe I'll be back the week after. Who knows? I'll try and keep you all in the loop. Hope you have a great week. It's cold out there, kids. Wear your booties. And check out my friend Rob Curry. As always, if you haven't bought this record, the link is in the description. This is Link Ray Gun. You have yourselves a good night. Bye. Bye.